listener-supported radio. Talk that brings Christ to the world. Welcome to the Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive. Give from the heart. It's Tuesday, February 6, 2024. Good morning and welcome back to our number two of Morning Air as uh, we continue with day two of our Give From the Heart Winner Pledge Drive. I'm John Morales along with Glenn Leverance and our studio producer, Sarah Tafoya. Thanks so much for joining us across America and beyond, wherever you are listening to us this morning on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Thank you so much. Uh, we so much appreciate uh, all of your amazing generosity yesterday uh, on day one and, of course, uh, here uh, this morning uh, to begin our second day. And keep in mind that our goal by the end of the week is $3 million, and everything that you give today will be matched dollar for dollar, but we have a ways to go. Uh, We have a goal of 50 gifts this hour. That's 50 brothers and sisters in Christ to support the mission of Relevant Radio, bringing Christ to the world through the media. Let's uh, give honor uh, to our Blessed Mother for the upcoming Feast of Our Lady of Lourdes. Uh, uh, Mary intercedes for us and always points us to her Son, and this is what it's all about. It's about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As always, uh, we start uh, every hour during our Pledge Drive week uh, with the Memorari, invoking the intercession of the Mother of God, our Blessed Mother Mary, to help us with our Pledge Drive and for an end to abortion in our nation, for peace in the Middle East, and for all of your many prayer requests. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not our petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer us. Amen. Our Lady of Guadalupe, Patroness of the Americas, Patroness of the Unborn, and Patroness of Relevant Radio, pray for us. St. Joseph, Patron of the Universal Church, pray for us. St. John Paul II, a co-patron of Relevant Radio, pray for us. And we invoke the Holy Spirit every morning when we pray, Come, Holy Spirit, come. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I want to bring in Glenn and Sarah once again. Great day yesterday, but uh, that is uh, in the history books. Uh, how are we doing here this morning? Well, a uh, great day yesterday. We got off to a good start for the pledge drive, and we need to kind of keep that up uh, today. And we invite folks to call 877-291-0123 or go online at relevantradio.com. And once again, get everything matched 100%. We'll tell you more about that coming up throughout the course of the hour. But as we have for many years now, been able to bring you throughout the first four days of a Relevant Radio pledge drive, regular guests and all the good regular stuff you enjoy here on Morning Air. And uh, Glenn, what are uh, a few of the stories in the headlines that you're uh, keeping an eye on this morning? We'll raise up our glasses against evil forces, singing whiskey for my men, beer for my horses. Music of Toby Keith, country music star, Oklahoma native, has passed away last night. His family says he died in his sleep last night. An award-winning artist, Keith, 62 years old. He'd been battling stomach cancer in recent years. So once again, uh, overnight news, Toby Keith 
has died at the age of 62, John. He really was uh, one of the all-time uh, greats in country music. He won two Country Music Association Awards and was nominated for five Grammys. May he rest in peace. Uh, meanwhile, we uh, heard uh, yesterday after our show uh, that King Charles has been diagnosed with cancer. What, what is the latest uh, from Buckingham Palace? Well, Buckingham Palace not revealing the type of cancer or the prognosis. It did say the king started regular treatments already on Monday. The 75-year-old king had a benign prostate procedure over the weekend, but uh, not believed to be related to the announcement. Palace adds he'll uh, pause his public events for now, but remain head of state. He can still do the paperwork behind the scenes, but uh, focusing on treatment. Again, uh, not related to the uh, prostate procedure that he had recently. But uh, something they found is so often the case uh, with cancer. When they're when they're in there looking for stuff, uh, they might uh, find something else. So uh, there you go. And meanwhile, uh, Nevada is uh, set to hold one of the more confusing uh, presidential contests uh, this week. Uh, what, what's the latest, Glenn? Yeah, the wild and crazy race uh, for the White House in 2024. One of the stops along the way that is sort of inconsequential would be the Nevada Republican primary. That goes on today. The state, they are mandated a, a, a primary happen. However, the state Republican Party wanted to do a caucus. And so they're doing that Thursday, and that's where the delegates will be awarded. Early on, candidates had to decide which one to pick. Nikki Haley in the primary with no real competition but no delegates to win. That goes on today. And then... Thursday night this week, uh, that's when uh, President Trump will very much most likely round up a few delegates there with the caucuses, as Haley's not part of that. So uh, there's no no drama this week, uh, and then uh, everything looking uh, again toward the primary coming up in South Carolina February 24th, the next uh, real contest, although uh, Mr. Trump's still way ahead in the polls there. Uh, meanwhile, on a much lighter note, today is a National Chopsticks Day. Uh, Sarah, what's this all about? Yeah, well, it's a day to celebrate uh, the first utensil ever created, I think, according to uh, the history books. Uh, way before the fork and the spoon, although there, I, I do remember a comedian once saying that, uh, hey, didn't you, you have a plow? That's like a fork, so... Um, you just they didn't get around to it. They were using the um, the chopsticks instead. But there's so many different uh, designs to the chopstick, depending on what part of Asia you are from and been around for a long time. You know what? I, I'm good at just picking up one item at a time. So if I was I'm not a good scooper with the chopsticks. So if it, it came to eating rice. Uh, it would be a very long wait to <laughs> be full. But that would probably be good because I'm kind of a fast eater. And, you know, if you eat slower, you realize, hey, I'm actually full. So I probably would eat actual portion amount. So there's a win there. Well, if you think you're slow, I'm even slower. <laughs> I, I got to tell you. But uh, either way, uh, enjoy National Chopsticks Day uh, on uh, this day. Uh, if you get a chance, maybe enjoy some uh, Chinese food to go with it. Well, Raisha, who can get to the first five uh, pieces of rice is the winner. There you go. As well, always. Well, you guys go for the rice. I'll go for that little sugar donut thing. How about that? that maybe we should switch our race. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, uh, Glenn and Sarah. Uh, as we do every morning, our power scripture from the Playbook of Life is from John 2.5. The beloved disciple St. John writes, His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. 
This Sunday, we celebrate the Feast of Our Lady of Lourdes, where Holy Mary called herself the Immaculate Conception. Our Blessed Mother Mary's mission is the same today as it was 2,000 years ago. She always points us to her son, Jesus the Lord. Mary said to the servants at the wedding feast of Cana, do whatever he tells you. That is, do whatever Jesus is telling you to do. It's all about following Christ from the heart every day of your life. And we always pray with great confidence that prayer from the chaplet of divine mercy, Jesus, I trust in you. We're going to take a, a short uh, pause when Morning Air continues. A Catholic evangelist, Martha Fernandez Sardina, the co-founder, uh, or the founder, I should say, of RememberYouAreLoved.com will join us to talk yet even more about Our Lady of Lourdes and how we are called to love like Our Lady. So stay with us. There is much more to come after this word from Relevant Radio CEO, Father Rocky. Wake up, America. It's Morning Air with John Morales. Sarah Tafoya and Glenn Leverins on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. And welcome back to the final hour of Morning Air as we continue with day two of our Give From the Heart Winter Pledge Drive. I love that bumper, Sarah, to get us going here this morning. I'm John Morales along with Glenn and Sarah. Thanks so much for being with us. You can always send us an email with your thoughts directly. It's morningair at relevantradio.com. And our number, if you want to be part of the program, 888-914-9149. Now let's talk Talk about love. This coming Sunday, February 11th, is the Feast of Our Lady of Lourdes, also uh, commemorating uh, the World Day of the Sick as well. Uh, what was the heavenly message of love that Our Lady came to bring, and how might we respond 166 years later? Joining us live is our resident lavologist and regular contributor, Martha Fernandez-Sardina, to share a few thoughts uh, to help us respond to that call from heaven to love like Our Lady of Lourdes. Martha is an international bilingual speaker, the former director for evangelization for the Archdiocese of Washington, D.C. and San Antonio. She's also the founder of RememberYouAreLoved.com. Good morning, Martha. Thanks so much for being with us. It's great to be with you here on day two of our Winter Pledge Drive. Good morning. Great to be with you. Uh, Martha, we want to talk uh, about uh, Our Lady of Lourdes with the feast uh, coming up. Uh, can you uh, tell us a little bit about uh, these uh, series of apparitions of uh, when they occurred and, and to whom uh, did Our Lady of Lourdes appear? Well, she appeared to St. Bernadette Subaru. Uh, she was a 14-year-old peasant girl, a sickly girl uh, for that. Uh, she had problems with asthma. Uh, in the little town of Massabiel in France, and she, Our Lady, Our Lourdes appeared to her 18 times uh, between February the 11th and July 16th of 1858. Uh, and that July 16th, as a matter of fact, is the Feast of Our Lady of Mount Carmel. And um, after about a four-year inquiry, the apparitions of Our Lady received the local bishop's approval 
Uh, and Our Lady appeared to her in white uh, with a blue sash, uh, yellow uh, roses on her feet, and uh, a six-decade rosary. I'd never noticed that until I began reading more closely. Uh, and apparently that extra decade was dedicated precisely to the Immaculate Conception of Our Lady. Some sisters in the area prayed it that way. And it was, in fact, four years earlier that the Pope, Pius IX, had declared as a dogma of faith the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary in St. Anne's womb, in her mother's womb. And Our Lady did say to St. Bernadette that her name is the Immaculate Conception. And, and Martha, what would you say was uh, Our Lady of Lourdes' uh, main message? Uh, well, I call it warnings with warmth. So she came with a sense of warmth and closeness and and love and respect for uh, Bernadette and for all of us. And she always does in any of her apparitions with a great sense of warmth and love, but message of warning uh, and the salvation of souls whom God loves and came to save at risk souls, souls at a risk of eternal damnation. And uh, if we love, we will truly love uh, people's salvation. We will want, we will desire, we will work for and pray for their salvation. And so Our Lady came asking for that. And in one of the apparitions, she said, penance, 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 which is exactly the gospel message we see at the beginning of our Lord's uh, public ministry when he says, repent and believe the kingdom of God is at hand. And so that penance is uh, making amends, making right what's wrong. Uh, penance is also fulfilling the duties of our state in life, whatever that state in life might be, married, uh, single, whatever it may be, uh, religious, uh, priest, uh, accepting trials and, and tribulations and challenges and offering it up to the Lord as, as a sacrifice. And also voluntary penance that we might take on, uh, sacrifices, abstinence, fasting, more prayer, less sleep, silence, etc. And as uh, Lent uh, comes uh, soon enough, we're, we'll be entering into that uh, that time of penance. And of course, the rosary, Our Lady asked there in uh, in France uh, and has in other apparitions like Fatima to pray the rosary daily. Uh, five decades, 15, 20 decades now we could even do, uh, and that's a great way of doing penance as well. Uh, and humble obedience to Our Lady's requests to that message of love from heaven. That is also sometimes a penance, but we should obey. Well, Martha, I got to tell you, uh, from a, a personal uh, perspective, I had the opportunity to travel to uh, Lourdes, France with my mom a number of years ago, and uh, it was such a moving experience to be standing there in front of that grotto at Massabiel, uh, where our Blessed Mother, Our Lady of Lourdes, actually appeared. I took some videos and some photos of my mom standing there, my mom next to my uh, spiritual mom, and it's, it's, mm. a, it's a memory etched in my mind that I could never forget. That's beautiful. A lot of people do go there, uh, especially people who are sick or to take their sick and pray there. I've yet to go, but I bless myself every day with holy water from Our Lady of Lourdes from that spring that sprung there uh, that one of my sisters-in-law brought me. Um, Martha, how can we uh, live uh, the the truths of the dogma of the Immaculate Conception uh, in this day and age in our daily, uh, everyday life? Well, one thing is believing it, believing that dogma and all the dogmas of the faith, all that uh, we are bound to believe as Catholics. Secondly, defending the Immaculate Conception of Mary, making a, a, a defense, an explanation to those who might not believe it, and making reparation. Our Lady herself, uh, in a, for example, in Fatima, 
1917, so a few years later, asked that uh, we uh, keep the first Friday devotions and five because of the five uh, offenses against Our Lady, one of them being any and all offenses against the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And also recognizing that the Immaculate Mother of the spotless and unblemished Lamb of God is our mother, honoring our mother, and also recognizing that just as she's immaculate, we too are called to be purified, to become pure, to leave sin behind, to become spotless and without wrinkle, to become holy as our Lord wants us to be holy. And uh, knowing also, John, that the closer we, we, we draw to Mary, the closer we will draw to Jesus. So coming to Jesus through Mary, as St. Louis de Montfort used to say, and then learning, learning to love like Our Lady of Lourdes, to love Jesus as she does, to love souls as she does, to get with the plan, with the plan of salvation, knowing that in God's eyes and in his plan of salvation, the Blessed Virgin Mary is unparalleled. She has an unparalleled role, and we can rely on and welcome God's provision through Our Lady, through our Mother, because we see that from Genesis to Revelation. She has a unique role in the plan of salvation, and uh, she's foretold as the mother of all creatures in Genesis. And then we see in Revelation that she is uh, the, the woman against whom the enemy of God has uh, um, unleashed a war and he's out to get us. So she's key in the incarnation of Christ. She's key at the birth of Christ. She's key at his public manifestation uh, in Cana. She's key at the foot of the cross and she should be key in your life and mine as God brings about uh, the, salvation, uh, the salvation of the world. So do whatever she tells you as she says, do whatever he tells you. Which is exactly what we emphasized uh, earlier uh, this morning uh, during our power scripture from the playbook of life. Uh, I think that that message of of, of listening to our Blessed Mother, uh, she always, always points us to her son. And this is why we have such love and reverence uh, for Our Lady of Lourdes and Our Lady in general under any of the titles that she has. Absolutely. And that's the beautiful thing that our Lord continues to send us, his mother has throughout history. And that's why we have these various advocations or names for Our Lady, whether she appears in Lourdes, whether she appears in Fatima, Portugal, whether she appears in Akita, Japan, whether she appears in Quito, Ecuador, whether she appears wherever she has appeared, La Salette, uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe. And we have these, and, and then various other devotions that, that uh, spring up in different parts of the country. Um, of the world, I should say, and, and knowing that we have in her a mother, that just as Jesus gave Mary to John at the foot of the cross, he was giving Mary to each of us at the foot of the cross, and we rely on our lady. And also rediscovering the power of the rosary, the power that the prayer uh, that the prayers have, and how demons flee at the mention of our lady, and also that when we meditate on the various mysteries, we're actually doing a review of the life of Christ. So we're getting closer and closer to Christ every time we pray the rosary. We're going deeper and deeper into the mystery of our salvation and offering the rosary, John, for the salvation of souls. Martha, always appreciate uh, your perspective, and uh, Our Lady of Lourdes has a special place in my heart, and uh, obviously uh, we can honor her uh, this week uh, throughout our pledge drive. Uh, as always, uh, where can our listeners uh, find you for more? 
Find me at MarthaFernandezSardina.org and at RememberYouAreLove.com. And remember, you are loved. And so are you. Martha Fernandez Sardina, the founder of RememberYouAreLoved.com. We need to take a short break when Morning Air continues. Father Francis Hoffman, Father Rocky, the CEO of Relevant Radio, will be with us to talk about his Lenten lessons on the Mass to get us ready for Ash Wednesday and Lent. So stay with us as the Relevant Radio Gift from the Heart Winter Pledge Drive continues. Listener-supported radio. Talk that brings Christ to the world. Welcome back to the Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive. Give from the heart. And welcome back to Morning Air as we continue with Day 2 of our Give from the Heart Winter Pledge Drive. I'm John Morales along with Glenn and Sarah. Thanks so much for joining us this morning here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. And thank you again for your amazing generosity and support of the mission of Relevant Radio of bringing Christ to the world through the media. We really do need your help and we need your help uh, this hour. So uh, we're counting on you and you always uh, do come through. Our toll-free line, if you want to be part of the program, is 888-914-9149, sponsored by the Catholic Order of Foresters. Now, as you may know by now, Lent starts a week from tomorrow with Ash Wednesday. One very important thing that we could focus on this Lent is to receive more, more of our Lord Jesus Christ, more of His grace in the Holy Eucharist. And with that comes understanding exactly what happens during the Mass. Have you signed up for the Lenten lessons on the Mass? Listen to this video from our very own Father Rocky. My name is Father Rocky, I'm a priest, and many times people ask me for a blessing. So I say to them, do you want a regular, extra, or super duper? And they always want the super duper. So this year, Relevant Radio is bringing you a super duper series for Lent, the Lenten Lessons on the Mass. We're gonna take you behind the scenes. You're gonna learn things you've always wondered about, but you never had anyone to ask We're going to explain it all to you because the more you learn about your faith, the more likely you are to live it. And if you live it, you'll love it. If you love it, you will never leave it. So go to relevantradio.com slash Lent and sign up for these super-duper, high-definition, premium edition videos of the Lenten lessons on the Mass. And may God bless you. And joining us live is Father Rocky himself, the CEO of Relevant Radio and the host of the Family Rosary Across America, with much more on uh, these wonderful Lenten lessons on the Mass and ways to get ready for Ash Wednesday and Lent. Father Rocky is a priest of Opus Dei. He was ordained by Pope St. John Paul II, is also the host of uh, these video series, the Lenten lessons on the Mass and the Eucharistic encounters that you can watch and listen to right here on Relevant Radio and the new and improved Relevant Radio app. Good morning, Father Rocky. Thanks so much for joining us uh, on the road. It's a joy to be with you once again here during the Pledge Drive. Hey, great to be with you, John. And everybody says the same thing about these Lenten lessons on the Mass videos. They said, I never knew that. I learned so much. And that's the number one testimony of Relevant Radio people said, I've never learned so much before. So I'm very happy we can share um, these uh, lessons on the Mass with so many people. 
And really, it's kind of harnessing the miracle of modern telecommunications and technology and social media and and the good uh, talents of the people here at Relaware. So this goes back to 2010 when we had a company meeting at Relevant Radio. And one of the takeaways from the meeting was that everybody who was on air had to have a Facebook page because Facebook Facebook was growing rapidly at that time. There were 300 million users of it today. There's billions of users of it. And the idea was, well, you know, um, get out there. So I kind of resisted because I like, didn't need more work to do. But after a year on Facebook, I woke up uh, around Ash Wednesday this time, uh, 2011. I thought, my Lenten fast this year, my Lenten sacrifice this year will be to write a little lesson about the Mass every day, maybe 300 words or so, find a picture that corresponds to that lesson and post it on my Facebook page. And let's see what that does. And about that time, I had about 6,000 followers on the page. I thought that was like massive, right? This is way before uh, we learned how to, to grow it larger. And um, so there was. And I really was um, quite happy that I persevered throughout Lent and wrote those 40 Lenten lessons on the Mass because I really love the Mass. And I, I know that many people don't know sort of the inside workings of it. And then the years went by, and Damon Schmidt, who runs our digital department, approached me and said, hey, what do you think about sending those Lenten lessons on the Mass out to our listeners by email every day? I said, well, that's a great idea, but I have no idea where they are. They're lost in the clouds somewhere, I'm sure. He said, no, they aren't. I kept them. I said, you kept them? <laughs> I said, did you keep the pictures too? He said, yeah. So this is about, I don't know, four years ago. And we got about 6,000 people who signed up for them. And I said, well, this is great. Then the next year, 40,000 people signed up for them. And the year after that, now we're in COVID, they said, we'd like you to make these into videos. I said, no, we don't do video irrelevant. We do audio. I don't have the time. That's too complicated. That's too expensive. No, we got to do it. We got to do it. So I finally gave in. I said, well, look, I have two hours on Monday afternoon, two hours on Tuesday afternoon. I'm just going to talk. You guys do the rest. So I led the audience through the mass, a step-by-step, behind the scenes, uh, things that I know that would never get to see because usually priests in the parish don't have the time to give a one-on-one field trip to everybody who comes in. But with technology, you can do that. You give a one-on-one lengthy field trip explaining everything to the people. And then we post it on uh, our app, on our website. We send it out to the world through various social media platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. And people love it. And it's easy and it's free. And the more you know about the Mass, the more you learn about it, the more you will love it. If you love it, you will leave it, live it. And if you live your faith, you won't leave it. And uh, the number one challenge we face in the church today is people just don't know their faith. They don't know the religion. It's known as ignorance. That's the number one challenge we face. So we're really called at Relevant to teach. And I'm very happy we can share those things with people. Well, Father Rocky, there's no doubt that you are a natural, uh, although you were a little hesitant to, to go in front of the camera to do it. You came to realize uh, the power of video. There, there's something to be said for uh, people being able to actually watch and hear uh, your teachings on uh, the beauty of the Mass. And it shows that the people who are baptized have a real hunger to learn. And they want to know more. You can never exhaust learning about the Catholic faith, right? It's like a gold mine that just never gives up. You can never exhaust everything in the liturgy. And that's why, like, one of the, my favorite features on the Relevant Radio app are the prayers before Mass 
and the prayers after Mass. So if you're listening right now, if you're driving, please keep your eyes on the road. If you're not driving, you can grab your app, open it up. On the bottom right is the new design. You can see a little person kneeling. It's called Pray. Hit that Pray button, and you can scroll down. You can see some beautiful prayers before Mass and prayers after Mass. And if you just take one minute a day, to read or pray those prayers before Mass or after Mass, it will really deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ, increase your hunger for the Holy Eucharist. And Father Rocky, the, the whole end game of, of watching the, these Lenten lessons on the Mass is for us to, to grow deeper in our love and our desire for our Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe a, a, a thought before we go to break on a way sure. to uh, make it a better, a, a super-duper Lent. Sure. Well, let's come up in a week. I think it's good to have a couple simple resolutions, not more than three, in the year of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Make it realistic. Write it down on a piece of paper. Tape that to the mirror in your bathroom. It's okay if everybody in the world sees it. That way you're at least accountable. So it might be, I don't pray at all. Okay, well, during Lent, I'm going to say grace before meals. It might be, I don't fast at all. Okay, well, during Lent, I'm going to give up cream in my coffee. It is, it's very important to sacrifice, right? It's important to do other things too. It's really important to feel that little bite of sacrifice because that way the soul then commands the body. I want to invite our listeners, uh, if you've had the opportunity to watch the Lenten Lessons on the Mass and uh, the, the Eucharistic Encounter videos as well, if they've uh, touched your heart, if they brought you closer to Jesus, we would love to hear from you. We're taking your calls for Father Rocky at 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. We're going to take a short uh, break as we continue our conversation uh, with our very own Relevant Radio CEO, Father Rocky, so stay with us. Uh, there's much more on the other side after this miracle moment changing lives in your neighborhood and across the nation here's another relevant radio miracle moment this person wrote to me and says i had uh, back pain for four years i couldn't stand i couldn't even walk not even a little bit pain would not go away even if i sat down i was in agony and i prayed and i prayed and i tried many things i'm writing to you today because i want to let you know that prayer prevailed I owe it all to the Chapel of Divine Mercy. Today, I am pain-free. So if you suffer chronic pain, you, you know it's a miracle when you have that alleviation like that. This miracle moment was brought to you by you. Make a tax-deductible donation now to support our mission at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. Or call 877-291-0123. That's 877-291-0123. Touch a heart and change a soul by making a donation to Relevant Radio today. Bringing the light of Christ to start your day, this is Morning Air. With John Morales, Sarah Tafoya, and Glenn Leverett. Jump into the conversation. Call 888-914-9149. An oldie but goodie. Thank you, Sarah. Welcome back to Morning Air as we continue with day two of our Relevant Radio Gift from the Heart Winner Pledge Drive. I'm John Morales as we continue our conversation with our very own Relevant Radio CEO, Father Rocky. Father Rocky, before the break, we were talking about some of the simple and basic things that we can do to get us ready and to have a better Lent. And you were mentioning about prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. We don't want to try to do too many things at once. 
No, because that's human nature. If you you overshoot, you're going to be disappointed. So I think it's kind of the psychology of winning. Choose something simple. Be consistent with it, uh, but do it every day. Um, And in those three areas, you know, prayer, fasting, um, almsgiving. And, um, you know, as I said, I think you write it down on a little piece of paper, post it on the mirror in your bathroom, look at it every day, maybe put it on the refrigerator and then kind of go for it. One thing I would recommend to all of our audience uh, is to make a good confession during the season of Lent so they can receive Holy Communion more fruitfully. In fact, um, the saints, this would include St. Padre Pio and St. Josemaria, would encourage people to go to confession every week. How about that? He said, like, it's like dusting around the house. And, um, you know, if you really want to be a saint, I can't recommend that enough. But the church asks us to go to confession at least once a year during the Easter season, receive Holy Communion at least once a year. So that's a good thing to do. Because when we go to confession, um, we really conquer the devil because the devil holds on to us through pride and fear. And I know it can be challenging. Sometimes it can be embarrassing. That's why people have the right to go to confession anonymously so the priest doesn't know who they are. But it's a, it's a real good thing. One thing I like to do every year, I go up to the Oratory of St. Joseph of Montreal. I like to do a general confession once a year where you tell all your sins. Of course, up there it's pretty easy, John, because they speak French, right? Not a big deal. It's behind a screen. But uh, it's something that Blessed Mother asked Adele Bryce to do at the um, shrine of Our Lady of Champion when she appeared to her. You know, go, go pray the rosary for the conversion of sinners, make a general confession, teach and make the sign of the cross. So I think that's a huge part of the Lenten season, to make a good confession. You can figure out how to do it by going to the Relevary app. There's a confession helper there. Have you used that, John? Have you, you know where it is? Yes, I have, as a matter of fact. It's a fantastic little tool, and it, it really does help you get uh, ready uh, for a confession. Uh, Father, uh, real quick, um, in our final moments here, uh, you also have done these beautiful Eucharistic encounter videos uh, that you have re- recorded uh, uh, with our digital team, the, the 3Ds of Damien, Dan, and Dennis. Uh, they're just outstanding, and they also uh, help us to come closer to our Lord. So once a week, leading up to the National Eucharistic Congress, we're releasing a video we call the Eucharistic Encounters, stories about the Holy Eucharist. They're two, three, four minutes long. Again, it's a, very similar to what I did with the Lenten lessons on the Mass. I told the team, because I want to do the videos, I said, I got lots of stories on the Holy Eucharist. Um, just uh, get me in front of camera, I'll talk about it, and you guys do the work. So I do about 10% of the work. They do about 90% of the work. But I want to encourage our listeners to sign up for them, get them, share with others, learn more, because the Holy Eucharist is the greatest gift that God has given to us. It's Jesus Christ himself, our God, our Savior, our Redeemer, our best friend. Father Rocky, uh, we have to leave it right there. I so much appreciate you being with us, uh, as always. Thanks again. Thanks, John, and thank our audience for their great support of Relevant Radio. Many blessings to you. And now it's time for another episode of Glenn Story Corner. This is one of my favorites. It's a great story about generosity and giving called The Pickle Jar. The pickle jar, as far back as I can remember, sat on the floor beside the dresser in my parents' bedroom. When he got ready for bed, Dad would empty his pockets and toss his coins into the jar. As a small boy, I was always fascinated by the sounds the coins made as they were dropped into the jar. They landed with a merry jingle when the jar was almost empty, and the tones gradually muted to a dull thud as the jar was filled. I used to squat on the floor in front of the jar and admire the copper and silver circles that glinted like a pirate's treasure when the sun poured through the bedroom window. 
When the jar was filled, Dad would sit at the kitchen table and roll the coins before taking them to the bank. Taking the coins to the bank was always a big production. Stacked neatly in a small cardboard box, the coins were placed between Dad and me on the seat of his old trunk. Each and every time as we drove to the bank, Dad would look at me hopefully. Those coins are going to keep you out of the textile mill, son. You're going to do better than me. This old mill town's not going to hold you back. Also, each and every time as he slid the box of rolled coins across the counter at the bank toward the cashier, he'd grin proudly. Those are for my son's college fund. He'll never work at the mill all his life like me. We always celebrate each deposit by stopping for ice cream. I always got a chocolate cone. My dad always got vanilla. And when the clerk at the ice cream parlor handed dad his change, he'd show me again the few coins nestled in his palm. When we get home, we'll start filling the jar again. He always let me drop the first coins into the empty jar, and they rattled around with a brief happy jingle as we grinned at each other. You'll get to college on pennies, nickels, dimes, and quarters, he said, but you'll get there. I'll see to that. The years passed, and I finished college and took a job in another town. Once while visiting my parents, I used the phone in their bedroom, and I noticed the pickle jar was gone. It had served its purpose and had been removed. A lump rose in my throat as I stared at the spot beside the dresser where the jar had always stood. My dad was a man of few words and never lectured me on the values of determination, perseverance, and faith. The pickle jar had taught me all those virtues far more eloquently than the most flowery of words could ever have done. When I married, I told my wife Susan about the significant part the lowly pickle jar had played in my life as a boy. In my mind, it defined more than anything else how much my dad loved me. No matter how rough things got at home, Dad continued to doggedly drop his coins into the jar. Even the summer when Dad got laid off from the mill and Mama had to serve dried beans several times a week, not a single dime was taken from the jar. To the contrary, as Dad looked across the table at me, pouring ketchup over my beans to make them more palatable, he became more determined than ever to make a way out for me. When you finish college, son, he told me, his eyes glistening, you'll never have to eat beans again unless you want to. The first Christmas after our daughter Jessica was born, we spent the holiday with my parents. After dinner, Mom and Dad sat next to each other on the sofa, taking turns cuddling their first grandchild. Jessica began to whimper softly, and Susan took her from Dad's arms. She probably needs to be changed, she said, carrying the baby into my parents' bedroom to diaper her. When Susan came back into the living room, there was a strange mist in her eyes. She handed Jessica back to Dad before taking my hand and leading me into the room. Look, she said softly, her eyes directing me to a spot on the floor beside the dresser. There, to my amazement, there, as if it had never been removed, stood the old pickle jar, the bottom already covered with coins. I walked over to the pickle jar, dug down into my pocket, and pulled out a fistful of coins. With a gamut of emotions choking me, I dropped the coins into the jar. I looked up and saw the dad, carrying Jessica, had slipped quietly into the room. Our eyes locked, and I knew he was feeling the same emotions I felt. Neither one of us could speak. From 1 Timothy 6.18, command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. As always, uh, Glenn, uh, thanks so much. Uh, stay with us. Uh, more of uh, the relevant radio gift from the Heart Winter Pledge Drive in a moment. And the Patrick Madrid Show uh, will be coming up shortly at the top of the hour. So uh, hang in there. Stay with us.